What's going on, visionaries? You're joining us, episode 12. We're out here. I'm joined by the legend himself, the one and only Tulsa's finest, Evan Duguid. What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm on the podcast. On the pod, bro. You know, I'm trying not to fangirl, but it's, you know, it's an honor to be here. No, I'm trying. I'm not trying to. Bro, I saw you on the news. I saw you at where you, you were like giving a speech to the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. trying not to fangirl, bro. I uh, appreciate you, man. But visionaries, thanks for tuning in. Um, Evans, uh, quick story. Bro, remember how we met? <laughs> yes. And I slid into your DMs before I moved to Tulsa. And then just uh, the way the Lord led it. Mm-hmm. My first service at Transformation Church, we went into each other at the door, recognized each other, first friend in Tulsa. The Evan do good. Yeah, and I just want to point that out for all the, the the discrepancies out there that I I was your first friend in Tulsa. You were, and I want that on a T-shirt. But <laughs> but just uh yeah, and thank you for acknowledging the truth for the record. Yeah, for, for the, the record. record. Yeah, you introduced me to Brian, Maddie, a lot of my central friends right now. But yeah, yeah, you yeah you, you had my back. I had your back. You when believed I first in me. Met you. Yeah, you believed in me <laughs> <laughs> when I still lived in Texas. So Evan. uh if you know how this pod starts, question everybody wants to know. You meet a stranger, they ask what you do. How are you explaining that concisely? Yeah, so um, I'm the founder and president of an amazing nonprofit here in Tulsa called the Be Heard Movement. Sure. And uh, it's just been an amazing journey, amazing adventure. Yeah. We, be- we became an official nonprofit um, October 13th of 2020. And even to get to that point was a whole uh, a journey. Yeah. Um, I hear a lot of people say, you know, uh, they're waiting for God to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that wasn't my case. You know, yeah. my case was uh, God had never told me to start Be Heard. It was just um, <laughs> I was in proximity to the need, and the need burdened me, and then because God used that need, you know, that burden. So, um, so yeah, I started a nonprofit in 2020, and so much We're has happened, now. man. So much has happened. Well, that's so funny because I think when I first uh, met you, I asked, like, what you did, and you were kind of, it was like in the baby stages mm-hmm. of where it's at now. It's crazy, man. We'll, we'll unpack it. A uh, major part that I wanted to bring you on the pod. I know you've done a bunch of interviews. You've done like a lot of like media stuff. But I think I want to let people in on who Evan is. Yeah. You know, because they see you out here and the jokes about do good. Yes, that is your last name <laughs> and all these things. But uh, man, take us back. So uh, going back to me meeting you, I know you're originally from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of take us back on that journey. Um. Uh, maybe what your original plan was for your life, yeah. Uh, what path you were gonna take, and uh, maybe a little bit of the heart of why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I grew up in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, or Newport News, Virginia. Shout out and uh, to the fam out there, right? right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you know, it was a different childhood. Um, my parents got divorced uh, when I was 15, and life just. Uh, was very hard. You know, my family grew up. We loved birthdays. We loved holidays. We were always connected together. Yeah. And other, even other families viewed our family as the family that would never end up, like, you know, uh, in divorce. Right? Yeah. And so when divorce happened, um, you know, through some traumatic events. How old uh, were you, bro? I was 14, 15. Yeah. You're so young, man. Um, but I loved basketball. Basketball was my, was my heart, was my soul. You can uh, still hoop right now? Uh, I'm 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 gonna skip that because uh, okay. I hooped last night and we just was not good. <laughs> it was but it was fine. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. So parents got divorced and um, you know going through a rough time. 
I actually had to live with a few teachers just because I had no way to school. Um, I had a, I, I ended up living with my grandma, which was like a three bedroom house with like four or five of us. Yeah. And I didn't have a bed throughout high school pretty much. And my cousin uh, was shot and murdered as well during that time. And just going through a really, really rough time of just one thing after another you know, divorce. I, I hadn't, I had no time to process the divorce. Yeah. And then my cousin get shot and murdered. Still don't know who, you know who did it. And you know, it's like a lot of traumatic yeah. events back to back to back. And it's like very like developmental years for you, bro. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18. Man. Yeah. And what's crazy is during that time I was playing basketball, I was getting a lot of recognition, you know? So yeah. uh at one time I was ranked in the state. I got all state one time. It was it was it was awesome. And since ninth grade, I wrote down uh each year, every day I would write down, I'm believing God for basketball scholarships. Like I have notebooks to this day. Yeah. I wrote down as a as a as a person in ninth grade, so right? So hoop was your life. Yeah, so I was yeah. believing God for basketball scholarships, put it into work, right? Yeah. Faith without works is dead. So um, then when I became a senior, um, I had these recognitions, but I had no offers, like no basketball scholarships. Yeah. And I said, all right, God, like if you if you built the world in seven days, you can give me a scholarship within this year, right? Yeah. I had faith throughout. Um, however, my season ended with zero scholarships, and pe- people who sat the bench behind me got offers. That's and tough, I was man. I was furious at God. Like the one thing I asked you to do to get basketball scholarships, you couldn't provide that. Like you, like I've been through divorce. I've been through not having a bed to sleep at night. My cousins get shot, and I can't get it. I can't get one basketball scholarship. Yeah, you know. So I, that 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 created a huge burden in my heart. Like why would I even believe you for something else? Yeah, I wasted my time. There was like false uh, of like hope, and I was just like I was just done. Um, ended up, you know, going to a D3 college, which was super embarrassing to me because, like, I played on top AAU teams, and it was just like... Yeah, like, everyone in that scene knew who you were, bro, you know? I, I had a teacher tell me, I, and I I remember this to this day, she was talking uh, to another teacher saying, yeah, we were we were all hoping that he would go to a better school than that. And I was like, I feel like I let people down. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. like that's embarrassing. I'm like, God, why couldn't you do that? Like, I, like, I was going to use this story for your glory. I, I, all yeah. this, right? And so I ended up going to the school in Pennsylvania for a little bit, play basketball in the college. Um, I wasn't practicing no more. I was just out, you know, going to, you know, partying and stuff like that. And I just didn't care. Yeah. But during my time, I learned about Elevation Church. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Furtick. And I feel like he was the only pastor that could get to my soul. At that point. Right? Yeah, because you were so jaded at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, I would go to church on Sundays, but I was like, I ain't, I ain't, I don't really care. You know what I mean? But, I, but I'm not dumb enough to go to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I was going there, and uh, Pastor Stephen, he really, like, spoke a lot of encouragement to me. So much encouragement that I would have, like, revivals in my dorm with just myself. Like, I would stay up from, like, 11, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. just writing up, writing on, just writing sermons uh, from him, you know? And it just encouraged me. It gave me that hope again this to, is to like believe. This is, like, 18, 19? Yeah, yeah. Like, college age. In college yeah. age. But it just gave me that hope to believe again. Yeah. And um, long story short, my... Yeah. uh. My dad, when they got divorced, my dad moved to Tulsa. That's what I was going to ask mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Because my sister went here for, to ORU, and uh, I got an email, or not email, a text message saying, my, your dad's sick, he might die. So I ended up moving to Tulsa because in 2019. Yeah, because I thought he was going to die. I want to get things right with him. So I moved to Tulsa and to get things right with him. And when I get here, like he gets better. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to save some money up and go back to Charlotte to go to Elevation Church. Cause that's where, kinda that's like, where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But however... You know, all this starting a profit. All this has happened, so that's how I got. That's how I got to Tulsa to answer yeah, your yeah. question. How, so, how'd you get plugged in with? I mean, I guess I met you through Transformation Church. Mm-hmm. So, you've been in Tulsa. 
and then they were 15, 19 pine? Yeah, so um, as a senior in high school, I would drive my car to Charlotte once a month, pretty much, yeah. to go to Elevation Church. Yeah. I loved it. How, long, how far was the drive? About four hours. And as, as, a, as a senior, right, what, what student is doing that, right? But I loved it so much. Yeah. I loved the atmosphere, the people, even how they dress. And they, they, you know, during that time, I was even the uh, Heroes in Heaven recording. Oh. Like, I still got my shirt. Like, I was, I was such, like, I love that community. That's dope. Um, I didn't know you had that much roots, like, with Elevation Church, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. That's like, wild. Like, I was, I loved it, man. I, I was planning, I was, I was going to be an intern. Like, I had, I had so much plans. It was wild. Uh, uh, but the, the weekend I moved to Tulsa was the weekend that Pastor Mike was preaching at Elevation. So, typically, if you go to Elevation, if somebody else is preaching, like, you, you don't really. You kind of, like, skip. You, you know? kind of skip it. But yeah. somebody said, hey, man, this dude from Tulsa just preaching. You should check him out. I said, okay, cool. Checked him out. And then. I said he was fired, and then the next weekend I went to um, his, his church. Yes, yeah, yeah. he, he did like uh, Mark Part Two before yeah. it was like a flood. So, bro, that's wild. Um, so, what were you working at uh, in Tulsa? Because you, I mean, mm-hmm. look, sounds like you left school, you left basketball. Mm-hmm. You're in Tulsa now. Your dad's good. What's going on with you at that point then? Yeah. So at first I was working. Um, I was working retail, but I did two years of, two years of counseling in college. Yeah, and then um, I got a job working at Youth Services of Tulsa. They help youth who are experiencing homelessness under twenty four. Yeah, during my time there, I met people who were 16, 17, 18, 19, living in the woods. Right, people sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, living in the woods yeah. with tick bites, spider bites, uh, people that were were freezing to death. I met those people. And they were just in such of a need for just community, for relationship, yeah. for just hope. They were just hoping for things. And then me being in that, me being in proximity of people freezing to death, people yeah. living in the camp. Like your heart got soft yeah. for that. Because yeah. I would imagine that's when like your heart for the people, the mm-hmm. for the people experiencing homelessness mm-hmm. started growing, right? Yeah. Um, dang, bro. So where, where's, that kind of leads us to be heard. So... What, like, how did that... What, what's the genesis? What's the backstory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... So, uh, the youth had the idea of, let's record our story on camera because nobody's listening to us. We want to humanize homelessness. Yeah. And I said, hey, I have this old, like, broken camera we can use. Yeah. And he said, let's That's do good. it. So, at first, we went under the bridge. We called it Bridge Talk to record their story on the camera, do a documentary. My camera was so trash, you couldn't hear, hear what they were saying. So we had to go to their encampment, right? Yeah. And then, like, record their story. And it was so powerful. Um, there was a girl, her name's Ashley. Um, you know, uh, on her 18th birthday, her parents dropped her off at the Salvation Army and said, survive on your own. And just those stories we wanted to get out. And so I asked, hey, what should we call this documentary series? And they said, be seen and be heard. Yeah. And I said, oh, I like the Be Heard name. Yeah. So that's how we got our name, Be Heard Movement. But it's Be Heard one word. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Be Space Heard. Be Heard. Be Heard one word. Uh, Bro, I miss Streets. Oh, is, yeah. Is, is that going to get off the ground? The oh, Homeless cook- Cooking Show is coming back. That's one of my favorites as well because I, I got to eat the food. Um, We've just been kind of uh, doing a lot of different efforts right now. Yeah. But. Bro, uh, so later in the pod, I want to get to, because you're doing some crazy stuff right now. Be Heard is on, like, this crazy trajectory for 2023. Um, so I kind of want to get to where uh, where you kind of felt things start catalyzing. Because mm. uh, I, I remember you and I uh, having a conversation where you were battling with, bro, like, this thing's getting so big, I might need to leave my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, talk to us about uh, that transition and how you balance that. 
Yeah, so I worked for like the pretty much the lead agency at the time, the city's outreach team, mm. um, and I was working there full time outreach manager, case manager. It was it was awesome. Um, but however, it like what I was doing on the side, which is be heard, was like crossing paths with that, right? So because yeah, yeah, there was mutual interest, you know, yeah. mutual like community and yeah. right, right. And so uh, my job, they were gonna say, hey, you gotta pick one or the other. But before they could do that, God made a way where um, we could do this full time, right? Yeah. So now, um, <laughs> this time last year, I was the only staff member, yeah. right, offering be her. It was just by myself. I would walk in the office you got a and, whole just, squad now, and just talk to myself. I had a staff meeting by myself. No, for real, like I really did that by myself. And but I knew one day, like like this this vision couldn't stop just with me, and yeah. people would be added. And so. Fast forward to today, yeah. we have nine staff members, <laughs> and that's like triple, the quadruple the growth, right? That's, that's just times un- nine, bro. Yeah, it's just- I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, right? My math is terrible, but yeah. it's just the fact that like uh, we, have a, we, we yeah. have a we have a great board. Uh, we're doing uh, it's just so much that's going you know happening, but I believe that in less than two years, this has all happened. And what's really cool is people who are experiencing homelessness. This was sort of their idea. Yeah. And they got to watch it and be a part of, it, of how it grew from yeah. just a snack pack to now we have all these outreach yeah. um, opportunities and vehicles. Yeah, and uh, you've had some of the people that have helped you in the journey, like they're housed now, they're working, yeah, like changing their lives, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, bro. Uh, so kind of leads us to the halfway point of the pod. Nate, yeah. can you pass me pass me the phone? Uh, we're gonna do a social media deep dive. <gasps> I found an old picture. On your Instagram. So I'm going to show you the picture here on my phone. Uh, and then you're going to tell us a deeper story. Nate's going to put it on the screen so the people can see what we're talking about. Uh, and you tell, us what's, <laughs> you tell us what's happening, my guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this photo is really unique. I'm wearing a suit in that photo. You are. With, with a nice little turtleneck. But uh, I'm wearing a, a... I'm wearing that attire because I had to go drive two hours to go to a company's... Um, like in the year party, and they gave us five thousand dollars. And but before that, I got nominated to be um, Tolson of the Year oh, last year. Nerd alert! And, right <laughs> for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm like, who in the world makes these nominations? But it was it was like, how how did we go from a snack pack to now Tolson of the Year? Right. Yeah. And it's not just me Tolson of the Year. It's like people who on the streets got Tolson of the Year as well. Like people. Who are experiencing homelessness? Like I showed them, like man, like we, like that's us. Like yeah, yeah man, like like it's not just Evan or just be hurt. It's like hey, yeah. you are a part of this journey. Whatever impact we have, you're a part of that. Yeah, so, maybe yeah. you're like the spearhead slash face of it, but like it's not you. It's the what you're representing. You yeah. know, it's like this whole community and like yeah. even how you're so quick to honor how they came up with the name of Be Heard and yeah. how like it started with their idea of trying to yeah, share their so stories yeah. and get you were just a vessel to like. Get yeah. it out there, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so uh, I guess we can we can fast forward it to like a more present timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know if remember that was Crazy Faith twenty twenty one or twenty two when you got the you finally got the shower trailer. Yeah, so I think that was twenty two December twenty twenty, I believe. Yeah. So would you? I mean, I I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but. Would you say that moment was a catalyst for like, because right now you got shower trucks, laundry, social work, uh, mm-hmm. barbers, mm-hmm. like what? Like, so I, you did not have all that, but it st- started with the one truck. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So how we even got to that point was we did surveys. Yeah. And so we asked people on the street, like, hey, what do you want? And one of those surveys was, you know, uh, that the data was people wanted access to a shower. Yeah. And people were telling us that they haven't showered in up to six weeks. So that's yeah. 42 days, right? So just imagine if you haven't showered in six weeks, you yeah. pr- we probably wouldn't be in this room, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like we would be embarrassed, we would be self-conscious. And so we wanted to create um, access on wheels for showers. Yeah. And so they wanted showers, and then we had the idea of a mobile shower trailer, which are is like hotel-style like showers just on wheels. It's, yeah. They're super nice. Well, how'd you even know? Like, I... How- my brain was so like amazed because if someone told me to get them the shower trailer, I wouldn't have known what even where to start, where to look, or how it works, or what to do. Like, so what, what was going through your mind, bro? I think I think what hit me when we when it actually got delivered. I think it was like January. I don't know, July, like fifteenth. So you were just asking for the shower truck, and then you were like, "I'll figure it out when it gets here." Yeah. Well, so <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I I never towed a trailer before. Yeah. Um. And when I got here, I was like, okay, who like who gonna drive this? Oh, I'm by myself, me. And so I had to learn how to tow this big old trailer. And you traded your personal car yeah, to get so, a truck. To, which yeah. was crazy because our the we did our first shower ever, July 31st of 2021, but we had no truck to pull it. So I my car was paid off. I traded in my personal vehicle. I love that vehicle, my Kia. Right. You, you know, I'm not R. too R. fancy. But, Moment uh, of silence for the Kia. All right. <laughs> And I, tr- I traded it in, and uh, I got in debt to take it to get a truck. Mm-hmm. So I went from being debt free to now I owe thirty two thousand dollars in debt. But I know that people needed showers. But before our first payment, a church called me and said, "Hey, we're gonna pay this truck off for you." And like before, before our first payment, that payment was five years. Like like currently, right now, I would have still been paying that payment. Even this podcast, for, you know, for the for the truck. Yeah, but the fact that it sped up before our first payment, before I could, before I got the mail the, to to set up my bank account for the loan, it, just, it was paid off. That's crazy, yeah. bro. So so where do you go? So you have the, the shower truck now. You're able to tow it. How does it multiply now to where you have multiple shower trucks? Right? Do you have two trucks? Yeah. So we have yeah two trucks. We have a shower trailer, a laundry trailer, barbershop bus clothing trailer, mobile office, and a case management team. And this is all to serve people experiencing homelessness mm-hmm. in Tulsa. Yeah, in Tulsa. Bro, so uh that's crazy, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even know where to go. Mm. But uh so recently you posted a real people are gonna watch this on Friday. Okay. Uh, I think was it yesterday? Monday. Probably Monday of this week, Evan posted a reel that he's uh you were in the room with like the mayor yep. council. Mm. How, how, so how did you even get on their radar for so yeah. once so once again we went from a camera and a snack pack to now we're in the mayor's office. So all these people are just years. reaching. So they're reaching out to you, dude. Yeah. So uh, the mayor wants to learn more about homelessness and how to make it rare, brief, and non-reoccurring. Mm-hmm. And so they asked eight organizations to present on homelessness, and they yeah. asked they asked us like, "What?" And so we we got to share our perspective on why what we do is so important and why. Uh, it's so impactful and why it works, but also there's only two. So we're considered a mobile drop-in center, mm-hmm. which means uh, drop-in centers where people can go to get their basic needs met and resources. Mm-hmm. And there's only two in the United States, one in Tulsa, which is us, and one in Orlando. That's a mobile drop-in center. And so the mayor wanted to learn more about that. And we got to present to him like different, How you do different it things. And- yeah. Man, uh, I feel like we could sit here at, for hours and dissect um, 
everything that Be Heard's done, all the lives they've changed. Uh, but I, I kind of want to push the conversation back on you. So, okay, you have all these things going on, right? Uh, but you still got to take care of your own spiritual health. Yeah. You got to take care of your, your physical. You got your relationship. You got your friends. You got, like, your own. You got your do good bully ranch. You got your little babies, <laughs> bro. Like, so uh, I think a, a lot of people that uh, are listening to this podcast, uh, I, I would say admire what you do. But I think that a lot of the value that we bring is that we're able to let people in on some of the insight narratives on how you take care of yourself. I know we're not perfect. You don't have all the answers. Right. It's It's not. You haven't. Be Heard hasn't got here by Evan's efforts. It's Evan, God's used you as a vessel, but practically, like, what does that look like for you? For, I mean, I, I think one one of the things to start us off is I know you have a like a crystal shout out. We love you. <laughs> like she helps you organize your schedule when you try yeah. to delegate as much as you can. But uh, just kind of let us in on how you take care of yourself, bro. Yeah. yeah. So um, I feel like that's just an ongoing process, and I have three dogs for a reason. Um, that's kind of like. <laughs> Those are my kids, you know. That's like yeah. I kind of uh, just take care of myself in a sense, like going on a walk or whatever that is, just being there, laying on the couch. Um, I think it's very important to have uh, mentorship. So mm-hmm. there's a pastor in the area that's really helping me out. So um, just make sure that I'm like getting poured into as well, just because uh, what we do was hard. Last week we had somebody who was frozen to the ground that we had to rescue and, sa- and save his life. Like that stuff, you can. It's hard to process, and then you've seen like friends pass away, right? I, I, we have seen people that have frozen to death that I just shook their hand the day before. You know what I mean? So like that's very very hard. We see people who are just crying after a shower because they haven't took one in so long. It, you, you go through a lot, right? So having people um, who can just understand like what you go through and support you, and like man, like I don't know what your day consists of, but I just wanted to check on you. I have a phenomenal board who also supports me as well. Um, but I think what makes me really nervous is I see a lot of people our age now who were really influential and God was doing something crazy good in their life. And then they do something, they slip up, what do they do? And now all that, all that impact they had is just kind of diminished or gone. Like, like we know some people that that were thriving and no disrespect, but I think that that scares me so much just because my parents growing up were in ministry and then something happened. And now, unfortunately, like, well, not unfortunately, um, my dad, uh, you know, now he's a Walmart greeter. Not saying that's bad, but it's just like, yeah. I know he wanted to do so much more in his life than be a Walmart greeter. Yeah. I mean, he's still out there, you know, helping people out, doing the best he can, but I know that he wanted to do so much more. Yeah. But because of a decision and just burnout yeah. in this space, ministry is hard, bro. People will yeah. talk bad about you. People. People who you thought you could trust. There's like would, a magnifying glass on you too, man. Man, yeah. ministry is tough. You know, like pastor suicide is real. People, like pastors out here committing suicide. And it's just like, I never want to get to a point where I'm pouring so much and I, I'm not loving my family well, or I'm just, um, I'm causing more trauma trauma for somebody else. Yeah. And then the people that really need us, like, like there's we got, we got somebody house last week. And I'm like, man, just imagine if I wasn't healthy and I was making bad decisions, and I'm just being you selfish. That, that life change wouldn't have happened. I, I would have never met them, and they would have they would have died last year. This this yeah. couple, they would have died last year. And like I, it's like I have to be healthy. I have to be poured into, and I have to be protected, like really protected, just because yeah. people's lives are attached to this. And I never want, I never, I never want to mess up. And it's like, dang, I messed up. Now there's yeah. other people in the world who may not get the the necessary kind of uh, freedom at that time, you know? Because we're where we're born, like we're, our purpose is a. a 
our purpose is an answer to a problem, right? So yeah. I feel like my purpose is to help in homelessness. And if I get distracted or make a decision that's not helpful, now I'm delaying somebody else's freedom to, to housing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, that's so. crazy because you're, uh, I, I've seen you like, maybe even go out of your way sometimes for accountability. You're like, mm -hmm. bro, I need this. Uh, mm -hmm. You set up like stop gaps of like, bro, like you have extra eyes on you. And I think it's been more of a, mm -hmm. more of a conscious effort because I mean, we have conversations all very where mm -hmm. you're like, bro, mm -hmm. the trajectory of this thing, like the co conversation you've had behind closed doors, I know I for sure cannot hold this about myself. Yeah. And so yeah. kind of going back to what you said about your parents, like they were the, le the last people that anyone thought anything bad was going to happen. So you're like, Getting ahead of it, I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're yeah. like destined for that, but right. yeah, right. man. Um, so uh kind of trying to trying to wrap the episode. Where's Be Heard going, man? What 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 are we doing? Where are you going? Mm -hmm. uh, like how how can how can people support uh, yeah. all all the things? Yeah. Yeah. So I think where we're going now is uh we would love to have a full-time um outreach therapist and a full-time outreach pastor in our own building. Yeah. It's where kind of we're aiming right now. You have you have office space, but yeah. Like, yeah. A, but you would like to have like a, a state. our own building, yeah. Like for like for all the services too. Yeah. So right now, if you people in East Tulsa, they have zero resources if you live on the street. So we want to make sure that we have an outreach center in East Tulsa that's available to them. You know what I mean? So yeah. we want to. Where, where where are you at? Because there's that church kind of midtownish. Oh, Admiral, yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, where you serve? Is that the only spot you pop up at? Uh, no, that's like uh, we're there twice a week though. Mm -hmm. But there's other churches too in the area. But we try to stick to East Tulsa right now. Yeah, yeah. But how people can get involved is, I mean, for ten bucks a month, like mm -hmm. you can sponsor one shower, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, even a lot of our mutual friends, have just donated ten bucks a month, right? It's you know that's just like one like a uh, Chick Fil A meal or Starbucks drink, like you're yeah, sacrificing. Like, yeah. So somebody can shower, and that that goes right to the person. Yeah, and I can put the cash yeah. app for Be Heard in yeah, the description man. of the episode, yeah. For sure. It just, you know, people deserve to, uh, you know, shower, man. Like, we shower every day, and they shower once every four weeks. Yeah. So Bro, it's, it's time to change. You have so much, like, stories of, like, when was it? We were at Torchy's, and we saw someone you had helped get housed and now uh, she's working there and like <laughs> bro that's so crazy to me dude yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. I, I mean I, I would assume it's super fulfilling to see that kind of stuff like daily. yeah it's definitely hard um i definitely gotta be locked in in a certain way to do this just because um it's it's it's, it's hard man it's yeah. hard it's hard um so at the description of this uh episode i'll put like the at be heard movement so if y'all have like donations or Want any more information on how you could get involved, serve in Tulsa, or give? Um, I'm assuming you're through that social, yeah, yeah, someone can get to them. Yeah, sponsor a shower, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, uh, before we close, plug your own social, plug whatever, uh, where people can find you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my personal social media is do good uh, underscore five. Uh, I don't run it, <laughs> but uh, I wonder uh, who runs it, bro. I wonder who runs it. <laughs> But uh, no, it's just yeah. Uh, you you run it. I mean, yeah. Dude, that's your page, and Be Heard is the 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 business page. Right, but you yeah. know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so back to how he said he's delegating. He's got yeah. he's got teams doing stuff. Yeah, accountability. Uh, yeah, facts. Okay, so at at what what was your at do good <laughs> do good underscore five, and then the the Be Heard one. Uh, be, her, be her dot MVMT. Um, and then uh, Crystal's. 
I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know hers <laughs> like that. Uh, what does she do? She's she's our she, she's our director of case management and admin. Yeah. So, bro, so quick shout out to Crystal. She's so funny, bro. That uh, I want to. What was that clip with the comedian that she got called out? Oh yeah, I think she went to like New York on her birthday, and then a comedian called her out for her, like uh, I don't know. I guess I guess her and her friends were laughing too loud, and the comedian called her out because. Why are you laughing so much? Yeah. And then he asked her what she did. And yeah. so. And then she said that she helps people experiencing homelessness, which is a quick uh, language change that Evan, like, put me on. Because oftentimes people just say, oh, they're homeless people, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of, like, categorizes them by just their mm-hmm. external situation. Mm-hmm. So you change it to either our neighbors or mm-hmm. our friends experiencing homelessness. Yeah. So quick language change if you hear that. Mm. Let's get it. Let's, fire. let's make it a move. Come on now. Bro, love you so much. Thanks Me for too. coming on the pod. Thanks for making time. Thanks for everything that you're doing. Mm. We will see you. Like, I'll see you soon. I'll see you outside of here. Uh, I have to say shout out to my girlfriend for watching the dogs. Appreciate you. Yeah, <laughs> mad love. Um, so, Visionaries, thanks for tuning in. Episode 12, Evan Do Good, Be Here Movement. I'll have all the links in the description of this episode. Go support. We'll see y'all.